0: good morning famous last words jesus what an amazing life he lived and i thought we'd call the series the last words of jesus we'll march all the way up through easter it's hard to believe just in a matter of weeks we'll have easter resurrection celebration in here but let's get more into the story so if you have a copy of the scriptures would you open your bibles over to luke the 23rd chapter will you turn there with me and in Luke 23, 32 through 33, two others also were criminals and they were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus. there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And then Jesus said, this is worth circling right now in your Bibles. If you've got your device highlighted, if you've got your, uh, your notes, circle that. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing how many times do we not know what we're doing do i have a witness i mean so much of the time I'm like man, i don't have a clue but i'm going to try and here this horrendous act committed toward against the son of god and yet jesus cries out that uh, a dying savior a dying perfect human the son of god this whole time that he comes because crucifixion was common in that era it was a torturous kind of death probably the most torturous to man that they knew and they were very skilled at it and uh, perhaps in this particular week maybe they had executed several crucifixions during the week and and this was just one of many but this was one of many do you understand what i'm saying (laughs) this was one to behold this was the son of god and the soldiers had first begun the cruel process of crucifixion and they would hoist the person up on the cross into the air and they would basically uh, be suffocated and they would nail him to this cross and they would be there to be publicly humiliated and jesus the perfect one was hung right there between two thieves two criminals that if you would deserve to be there but not jesus but he knew you wanted to be there and then what would they do they would gamble for his clothes because i guess they were bored or they wanted to do something but here it is this astounding scene that we have read about we've seen in the movie jesus over and over and over and yet the powerful words that come from the one in the center from the cross still stun me this morning i hope they stun me all the days of my life father forgive them for they know not what they're doing I don't think that would have been your response or mine. Do you? I think I would have had some other words, especially if I was the son of God and I had all the power to not be there, and yet he was executed here at the place of the skull, Golgotha, and yet here's this one that's perfect that uh, issues out this unconditional love of Abba, of the Father, of the Son, of the Trinity. It's there. Before they put him there as a... And I've told you so many times with the leather strips and the glass and the metal, and as they would beat him and his poundage of his flesh would be torn and he agonized there on the cross. Man, it, it was horrific. I, I don't ever want to get away from that. We just, we just blow away and go, oh, it's, it's the cross, it's the, it's the Jesus story. Let's go on. Let's go have a picnic. Man, this cost Jesus everything. So as we head toward Easter, you always have to kind of go there and go, man, this is rough. What do you say? What are we going to do? And yet he prays, Father, forgive them. I'm going, what? Man, what a man. What a God. You know, I, 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 I thought about some things that I might have said, and, and it wouldn't have been that. But then I was thinking about some different ones here. Who, he says, forgive them for they. Underline the word they, for they know not what they do. You, you always want to know, who is they? You ever notice when people say, they, they, they did this? Oh, who is they? Oh, they are not doing well in school. Who is they? Uh, I am not doing well in school. They, they, they. Here's some uh, possible people they were. The soldiers, uh, they were there to destroy a human life brutally as they did. They, they did their job well. Uh, they'd realized that they'd done this time and time again. But you remember when one of them said, surely this was the son of the living god so there was a a recognition and acknowledgement that uh uh-oh i I messed up i i finally get it maybe i didn't do and then there of course there was pilate we we always read about in the scripture and he was the one that had the king authority that he had given the order for the execution of jesus and and he was afraid of the pressure of the jewish leaders that there might be a riot so here's what i think about pilate pilate was the great guy that caved (laughs) he caved in he couldn't stand up, for I find no fault in him, one gospel writer says. So, you know, Jesus is maybe there to forgive the soldiers. Maybe he's there to forgive Pilate. Maybe he's there for, to forgive the chief priests and the scribes because they were certainly the force behind the crucifixion because they had one determination we will kill this Jew, we will kill this Savior. So maybe he said they, maybe it was them. And another one that one said is maybe the Pharisees and the Sadducees, because they were, uh, he was teaching about the kingdom of God, and they were offended, they were threatened, because they were the religious tribe, the, the rulers. So the, you know, their position, their status was a little weaker because of Jesus. So they were like, man, we need to put him on the cross. So maybe that's what Jesus said they, they know not. But then let's get real personal. Ready? Write it down in your notes. Just write down. It's not a place for it. you and I. That, that's why Jesus died. They, they know not what they do. That means me. It means you. Those, those places that we find ourselves just uh, offending God's mercy, that we go against him, that we've committed this sin. So here's what I know. You and I make the cross necessary. But thank God for the cross. Because of the cross, we have a way to the Father, a bridge across that sin that sin gap that separates us, that once and for all, perpetuation, sin is atoned, sin is offered for. In, in the Old Testament sacrificial system, they were sacrificing animals continually, but now once, I love that, once and for all. How many of you are grateful for the cross this morning that once and all Jesus paid it all and you don't have to deal with it? Amen? Yeah, man, like wow, that is... That is is gospel. That is good news. And yet, when I'm thinking about this whole thing, the whole theme this weekend today is forgiveness. I want you to think about, write down Matthew 18, 21 through 22. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? You know, Peter's impetuous one. He's always wanting to know, hey, can I be in charge? Hey, can I do this? How, How many, Jesus, how many times? And Jesus messed him up. I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. You know what I realize? 70 times seven a day, that's a lot of forgiveness. Jesus is basically said, that's how, that's how much you forgive. You forgive as I've forgiven you, Peter. You forgive, friend, as God's forgiven you. The suffering Savior, famous last words, forgiveness. But let's look here at the outline, if we will, the significance of this prayer. Jesus just simply, right it him, fulfills prophecy. The Old Testament, the prophets, the minor and the major prophets, their words are actually fulfilled, many of them, in the New Testament, in Christ. And here, this one is fulfilled. It's it's Isaiah uh, 53, 12. You look there on the screen. What does it say? Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong because he poured out his life into death and was numbered with the transgressors those sinners for he bore the sin of many and he made intercession he prayed for the sinners for the transgressors how many of you love that word it is prophesied by this one 700 years before he's telling about the Messiah, about the Redeemer, the one that would uh, uh, make sufficient that would take away our sin. And, and he goes, Father, forgive them. But look at the second, I think this is important. Jesus modeled not just that he fulfilled prophecy, he modeled the importance of prayer. Jesus is over in the garden of Gethsemane. You know, may this cup pass for me, but nevertheless, Father, thy will. Jesus always praying for us. You know the role of Jesus right now? Right today, this morning, march 26 2017 we're being double teamed in heaven jesus and the holy spirit are interceding for us is that good church that is awesome the double part of the trinity intercedes to the father on our behalf this morning i'm like man it's up. and people are always asking me pray for me and i do i pray often and you pray often for one another and you pray for me and and it's that power of intercession that jesus gave us a ministry of prayer and that's awesome but man, Jesus, when he prays, so he prays, you know what Jesus prays for? He prays for his enemies, the most unlikely people. So I've learned over the years, not that I like it, but it's right, I pray for my enemies. Because Jesus said, if you want to be forgiven, do this. This is my Father's will that you pray. I'm thinking, man, what an example. People far from him, people that have offended me, offended you, messed it up. And, and, and Peter, you know, it's all on to this thing about what to do but here's the prayer of jesus on the cross on the cross and he goes father forgive them for they know not what they do and guys i know you've heard that so that's not like a new word to you but it's a word for now it's a word for this morning how many of you need to hear a word on forgiveness for your own soul that you can forgive somebody else just raise your hand i want to show if there are people that need to forgive people today just raise your hands high and the rest of you aren't telling the truth because the truth is, it's probably somebody, I tell you what, may you have somebody today that you have to forgive in Jesus' name. No, no, that, that, that's a tough prayer. You're like, man, why did you pray that? There'll be somebody today that will offend you, that will talk about you, that won't do what they said they were going to do, and if they don't do it today because it's Sunday, they'll do it tomorrow. I mean, we're just offended, and we're, but don't carry the offense. That's a whole study in itself. But look at this, So Jesus third one, Jesus reveals man's greatest need. what i love about jesus he does something about it but he reveals it to me many times gently through the voice of the holy spirit he just so here it is the third thing is he reveals man's greatest need and you know what the greatest man the greatest need of man is here it is put it in quotation marks forgiveness that's mine and your great need now, we have a lot of needs, but our greatest needs is to be made right with God and right with man. And God says, that's what I've died for. I've died for forgiveness. So he He meets he presents in Matthew 26, 28, this is my blood of the covenant. We call it the new covenant, which is poured out for many, for the what? For the forgiveness of sins. Jesus reveals here our greatest need that we need to be forgiven. The, the, the communion table today, man, just a great picture of forgiveness from the Father. And you and I when we interact with one another something we need to express one to the other that we forgive one another that our sins are forgiven and so who who has this authority? The Son of Man has authority to forgive sins And he even said it he ticked off the religious leaders. Who do you think you are? I'm the Son of God. I am God I'm Redeemer. I am Savior. I'm sovereign. I am King. I am Lord I am God I'm the son. I forgive. I'm like, Jesus, I'm, I'm grateful for that. So when I look at this, I, I see this community. And, and so let's, let's just think about this morning. We could go through inventory of our lives, and we could look at the people this morning that are maybe a little at odds or a little crossed up or real crossed up, and we can look at relationships of maybe abuse or somebody's done us wrong or somebody's hurt us or somebody's wounded us, somebody's spoken against us, somebody lied to us, somebody deceived us. Somebody didn't come through, and they said they would. They promised us, and then they lied. On and on. We could just think of all. Right now, you could just start writing on your worship, God, all the things that people have done to you. But let's let's do a little more. What about the things that we've done to others? Those are the things that we need to be forgiven of. And Jesus goes, "Hey, I, I died to to meet that." So here here's what I've learned: We are walking around as wounded people in some ways. But thanks be to the God and to the cross. Those wounds can find healing. The bomb of Gilead in Jesus. Because Christ is whole. And, and I'm just saying this warning man, there's maybe somebody here carrying some unforgiveness. And, and uh, so, something to write down is when you've been hurt, forgive. When you've been hurt, pray for the one that hurts you. I've often wondered, as I've studied scriptures for decades, why do some people hurt me? Why do they hurt you? Sometimes because they're very hurt themselves. They're wounded themselves. There's things that happen. It doesn't excuse them to be sinful or offensive. But if we'll slow down and just go, why is it that you've done this? It might be of some hurt of the past or some hurt of a former generation or or some hurt of yesterday. I don't know, but we pray. People of faith always pray for those that offend them. People that don't really live the biblical Jesus lifestyle, they hold grudges and bitterness and it becomes a poison and they drink it. And the only one that gets hurt is them. They they die. They they die spiritually. And I think, Lord, you've got more for me. I I need to pray. But here's here's the prayer. Here's the prayer of the evangelical church today. God, get them. Sick them. Do justice in Jesus' name. (laughs) It's not a biblical prayer. That is a prayer of the flesh. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. And some of you are like, how did you know I pray that prayer often? Well, it's an offensive prayer. It's, a, it's, it's horrible. I, I read this story. I'd heard it years ago, and I thought it was great. Once a guy got bitten by a rabid dog, and he had been treated by his doctor and been completely healed. But he didn't want to. He waited too long, and he went in before his doctor and said, man, I'm sorry. If you'd been here earlier, you'd be fine. But now you're not going to be fine. You're going to die not what you want to hear from your doctor the guy freaked out after a while he kind of worked through the emotion and the kind of sobered up and he started to make a list of all the people uh on this list and the doctor thought wow this guy's getting it what are you doing are these the people that you want to contact and make it right with and give your possessions to he said no heck no these are people i hate i got rabies this is a list of people i'm going to bite as soon as i leave your office and we laugh we go man rabies and bite and afflict people (laughs) man that's not a christian way to live man we forgive but wounded people man they they do out of that poison that cancer they bite they leash out so you're saying wow that 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 story man it's funny but yeah that's really what i want to do and jesus said they'll know you're my disciples The way you love one another, the way you love, the way you agape, the way you express my heart to your enemies, to your friends. Here we go to your relatives. Now, don't look around, especially if you're sitting with them. But does anybody have a relative that's a little hard to love and forgive? I hear it all the time, Pastor. I ain't talked to my sister in 22 years and three months and seven days and 26 minutes. I'm going, "Man, that's horrible. I ain't spoken to my mom. I hadn't spoken to my grandma. I'd say today, man, this is a message for you to get some forgiveness in your heart, and Jesus died on that cross crying out for you. And the church said amen so you're saying forgiveness man because in this Roman Greco world where the Romans worshiped a false god it was an environment that was an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth get some revenge and then Jesus flips that upside down one day and he goes vengeance is mine saith the lord and he goes I, I, I want you to forgive those I, it, it's not for you to hold on to it's for you to love those that persecute you I'm like oh really Jesus yeah Because I'm about my Father's kingdom, and it's not of this world. It's totally different than this, and I want you to pray for those who hurt you. So right now, could you just write a practical little thing out there? And it's between you and God, but maybe it'll be a reminder. Just draw a little box and write, who hurt you? And and don't write it in there, because somebody might pick up your notes, okay? But think about that today. Who hurt me? Who am I withholding forgiveness from? that I want to give it away. I I want God to to be the center of my heart. I want to forgive whatever grievances that have gone against me. I want to forgive freely as he's forgiven me, forgiven me, Matthew 6, 14 and 15. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. That is a great verse. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Now there's all kinds of theological debates about this and it gets all crazy, but this is under the persuasion that I am. I don't think that, you know, that you lose your salvation there and that you're not secure in Christ and the blood of Christ can't keep you, but I think you seriously mess up your fellowship. It's like when you offend your mom or dad, you are genetically, you are in their family tree, you will always be theirs, okay? But you can mess up, rearrange, reorientate your relationship with them called fellowship when you sin against them. Have you ever been there? yeah i'm there right now <laughs> thanks for sharing this message and you go back and you make it right and you get your fellowship right with them and you don't want to be hampered and then of course you have that great verse that we quoted and memorized years ago first john 1 9 if we confess if we agree with him our sins he is faithful and just and he will cleanse us he will forgive us of all our sins all our unrighteousness and man that is good news church but i hinder i break I need the fellowship restored. So somehow this morning, the, the, the table reminds us of, of fellowship connecting with the Father through the cross. And here we confess our sins and we have great fellowship with him. And we say, Lord, I ask you to minister to me. So right now, I, I just want to have a prayer. I, I, I want to pray for some of you, Lord Jesus, I pray this word is just speaking to hearts right now, abounding. And, Lord, spiritual fruit would be produced this morning, this day, before the sun goes down for people that need to make relationships right. Give courage in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. Somebody went, man, why are you so emphatic about this? Well, it's some of the last words of Jesus. I mean, Jesus was pretty clear about these. And so if I've wronged people, I need to make it right. But look at the box. I made it a box. Yours isn't a box. Look there. Why is forgiving others so important? Number one, unforgiveness stands between you and God, and it breaks our fellowship. Just what I just said, and it just messes it up. It it rearranges it. So you've got to learn to choose to forgive. Forgive is a financial term. It means to cancel the debt against you. So, Lord, help me to forgive. Help me to counsel the debt. Lord, help me not to have my fellowship hindered anymore. Here it is. Lord, help me get the wall down. Lord, there's a barrier. There's a wall between me and this person. There's a wall between me and you, Father. Would you eradicate? Would you tear down that wall? Have you ever heard that new contemporary song, Chain Breaker? I love that song. I listen to it all the song, all the time. And here's what I'd say to you. Jesus wants to break our chains this morning he's a chain breaker would you agree with me church he just breaks chains and he breaks bondages and and the second one is forgiveness is good for you it's just it's you know how good it is for you it just helps you stay healthy and i don't mean anybody goes i just want to die i just want to be unhealthy i just want to walk around and be sick well man if you do that you are sick and we need to take you to a doctor right now okay you you want to be healthy so i was thinking about this and i was studying so i said I'm going to go look up some websites and some journals and I want to look at John Hopkins and the Mayo Clinic and I want to see some of the things they say about just even from physical that relates to spiritual ramifications. So listen to this. What are the benefits of forgiving someone? Write some of these down. Healthier relationships. I'm thinking, well, man, I, I want to be healthy in relationship. Number two, greater spiritual and psychological well-being. I said, that's good. Less Anxiety and stress in my life when I forgive. And I thought, man, everybody needs that. Here it is lower blood pressure. Can you imagine getting that little pill you take and throwing it away? Not till you go to the doctor, and throwing that thing away because you have forgiven some people and it has amped up your blood pressure. Maybe that's a reason for it. Fewer symptoms of depression are seen in man and woman that are willing to forgive. Because it's, 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 a, it's a cancer. Here, it is: stronger immune systems, improved heart cardiac or health, higher self-esteem. Am I giving you any kind of reasons to go, man, I need to forgive? Because when I don't forgive, I'm hurting me. I think I'm punishing them. But I'm really punishing my life physically and spiritually with a father. And I'm hindering my gospel witness. The fourth one is simply this. Forgiveness leads to healing and a more holy life. I I like that. It. It. uh, Man, I think I forgot one. Let me go to three. Forgiveness helps me to grow more into the image of Christ. Sorry. Helps me grow more into the image of Jesus. I get conformed, squeezed, molded, shaped, become like Christ. When I forgive, I have attributes of the Father. One of my prayers is I ask the Lord, Lord, give me the attitude of Jesus today and the actions of the Father, of the Son. Lord, that's what I need. I need attitudes and actions that match your kingdom. And that certainly uh, in, in includes forgiveness. The fourth, forgiveness leads to healing. Um, you know, here it is. Just do yourself a favor. Forgive. I know it's not easy, but I don't think the cross was easy either. And Jesus did that to make us right with him, that we could have the power of the Spirit. And, and, and let me just share with you, I, 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 think about, I hear this all the time brother Christians aren't perfect they just come on you've heard it Christians aren't perfect they're just forgiven they just forgive them brother but they're not perfect that minimizes the power and the horror of sin sin is an injustice sin is a separation sin is it's just I could talk about it all day But here's the thing Jesus wants us not to to, we we are forgiven in Christ But Christ wants to eradicate he wants us to move into this holiness movement where we choose forgiveness But we also choose a holy lifestyle See I was trained Wesleyan Arminian So that means I, I believe in this thing called scriptural holiness and I love the holiness of the Word of God and the church said and i believe that god wants to forgive me but he wants to transform you and me and that we're transformed in the power of the spirit of christ and in that transformation then we are on a way we're beginning to live a holy life a holy lifestyle and i I just pray that y'all go man i want to be holy because the bible clearly says without holiness no one sees the lord the lord says be ye holy therefore because i'm holy and you're like, wow, man, those are those are tall orders. And part of being holy is is forgiving. And you're, I know you're going, man, why are you preaching on forgiveness, man? Why didn't you, couldn't you preach on joy or love or courage or strength, refuge, uh, man? Those are some of my favorite topics. But forgiveness is a is a topic I need to remind myself of and, and try to practice a little more and get it right. And then look at the fifth one. Let's move. Forgiveness is empowering. And in the process of empowering, it begins to set us free. See, forgiven people are are bold. Forgiven people are enabled by the power of Christ to live a life. Uh, They they don't block their relationship, they don't block their love with one another. Today, I got a little app, a little app, I got a little illustration. I love rocks. A lot of you have been with me for a long time. A lot of you just showed up. But I I do apps and I do things or apps. I don't know where I'm app. Anyway, I do these illustrations. But I have a one favorite thing. And I've been to Israel, and when I walked through Israel, I saw a lot of rocks. And I began to think Jesus was always walking and picking up rocks and doing stuff. So I've preached with rocks over the years, and I think they've made pretty good points. And so this week I, I was praying about this. And yesterday it hit me. I thought, it's time for a rock and uh, so I happen to have and I always have a pile of rocks that you know I I never know when I'm gonna throw them at somebody no man man, I don't know when I'm gonna use them and so this morning this is a simple thing that y'all can do I I took this big rock I had on my shelf and I wrote the word forgive isn't that simple forgive it's so I'm good and and I'm sorry I I didn't get it till like last night this point or I would have had you rocks today but i want you to get a rock this week or today and i just want you to get your sharpie out like i did and just write the word forgive and i want you to hold it sometimes i want you to maybe put it in a place that would be safe and i know some of y'all have a little kids, so that's a little scary so put it high okay <laughs> or your your hd tv is going to look amazing okay but forgive i mean guys that right there's a sermon is not it hey he does without sin first stone brother oh i gotta forgive i mean there's so many messages in the rock last week we sang didn't we jeremy the rock won't move well here it is the rock and as i just want to wrap up this morning just thinking about the power of forgiveness and jesus says father forgive them for they know not what they do that's god's word for sunday morning bow your heads with me lord i love you with all my heart soul mind and strength and i pray my friends do the same. And Lord, I thank you that you've called us to your cross. And Lord, that you can forgive a mess like me and like my friends. And I love that old song by Ellis J. Crumb that says, He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sin away. And now I sing that brand new song, Amazing Grace. For Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. Jesus, that's what I ask. Your forgiver, forgive me. Forgive ones right now that ask for forgiveness in Jesus' name by your authority of heaven. And help us to walk out of here, a people that forgive one another. Help us to receive the forgiveness of Christ. Lord, we love you. We thank you for Sunday morning celebrations. You're the rock, and I'll forgive. In Jesus' name, amen. On the way out this morning, would you stop by the information center? And Bethany, thank you for reminding us. Would you sign up if you're a woman or a man? We really have a lot to do.